Yo, what up? It's your boy, Cool Shep. This podcast is brought to you by my boy, Joey T and Tyrese Maxi. But right now, you know, we just maxing on the courts, hailing from the streets of South Philly. Sometimes it gets a little hectic out there. But right now, we go up you on how we just chill. What is going on, Sixers fans? Welcome back into another edition of Trust the Podcast. I am your host, Joe Tuman, as always. And today, we're talking Sixers as usual. I don't know yeah. why this team is nuts, but I got a very special guest on to talk some ball. Former Daily Collegian, many things, editor, writer, <laughs> culture builder, all of it. Phoebe Sykoski is here to talk some Sixers. This has been a very demanded podcast by many. Phoebe, thank you for joining me today. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. I have been wanting to be on the pod since we started watching the freaking games in the Willard building, like whenever the season started. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. The print, the print night Sixers watch parties. Yes. You know, yeah. the, this is the big thing that people, people don't understand. Like you're the only person in the collegiate who would watch Sixers games for me. And I Dude, appreciate that. And that's why you're her. on the pod today. Yes. Yeah. I so, don't know much, but I, I know the vibes. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, that's what, that's what we're going to be talking about today because the vibes of the Sixers team are just all over the place. As, as you've discovered mm-hmm. uh, in your Sixers fandoms so far here. So I guess we can start there. You know what? You know, you, you, I believe you texted me a little while back. You said, I don't even know why, but I'm so invested in this team. I don't, I don't understand what has happened. I'm checking the scores while I'm out doing stuff. I don't know what's going on. What, what about this Sixers team really, really enthralled you and, and made you one of the many suffering Sixers fans? Yeah, no, that's a really good question to start off. I feel like it's one that I'm still trying to find the answer to, but I don't even know. It's just like the constant disappointment from this team is just like addicting. <laughs> it's like, right. it's funny. It's okay. Well, it's not funny. Like these are real people, but like at the same time, it's just like, they're going out there, they're playing basketball, they're getting paid so much money to do it. And they can't even like do it right. And like, that's coming from me, somebody who, you know, it's going to get a lot of hate. Cause I truly like, I'm not in the, in the basketball sphere, but um god i don't know it's fun i don't know we enjoyed watching them so yeah i gotta Uh, keep going it it is i won't i won't lie it can be funny at times you know when doc rivers is just doing the most absurd Mm -hmm. things on the bench but it's also very painful yeah someone like myself but you know you're kind of right though maybe maybe that's part of the journey is just even though the same thing happens over and over and over again it's just Mm -hmm. you know it's that little light you see in the distance like maybe this is the year they pull you back in. It's just, it doesn't quite happen. You know, they, they, they force a game seven with the Celtics. Uh, we saw Boston <laughs> last night lose uh, in, in yeah. another game seven. So to see that team collapse like that, you're like, how did the Sixers not be able to beat them? Well, it's because the Sixers mm-hmm. had even less heart and even less determination than that Celtics team did. It's just so oh, very that was brutal. Um, yeah, no, they lost. I was kind of another, I don't know kind of laughing about it um I have some other Sixers fans um who I'm friends with and just seeing their like just they just seem tormented by this like people base their whole I don't want to say day but like you know if your team's losing and especially in that like the seven game series like that was just like that was so bad like, mm-hmm. somebody well, could have done something but, right and just think about yeah. it like 
they take it to the the le- the last second. It's it's three to three. It's game seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they it, it's they had the opportunity to win the series at home in game six. They choked that. Yeah. Game seven. It's like this is a big moment. Game seven. They say there's nothing bigger in sports than a game yeah. seven. You no. expect them to be up for it. And then they lose by 40 points, get absolutely demolished in the second half. Kind of embarrassing. <laughs> very embarrassing. Very embarrassing. And you know, Phoebe, that's what led to, among a lot of things, our coach Doc Rivers being relieved of his duty. Oh, my God. And now we got a new head coach, Nick Nurse, yeah. just yesterday. Um, so I'm very excited about this. Uh, but what, what was your observation of both Doc Rivers and also just – having a new voice coming into the team next year. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, gosh. No. I – okay, well, Doc had to go. He he, he had to go. He had one foot out the door the whole season. Like, he was not in it. He was not ready um, to take on such that that role. Um, but, geez, this new guy, I truthfully, I, I have high hopes for him. I mean, I think we all do. We all have to. I don't know his like previous track record, but it was decent enough to get him this job. So, and I feel like he has like, I don't even want to say he has like big shoes to fill, but like he just has like big expectations to live up to, which could even be like more stressful in a way. You're coming, he's coming into like, I don't know, pretty angry fan base. Like the end of this season was just for, for the Sixers was just like, oh, it did not, it just ended on like, that like gut wrenching note. I don't know. I think I'm nervous for him. I I don't know. I could not take on the role myself. So <laughs> I don't know. I think you would have been a valuable asset to the the coaching staff this past playoff. Oh, I think yeah? you would have held you and PJ Tucker together. I think you oh, would, would have held people accountable, and that's what we need. Mm-hmm. No, I do. I do like holding people accountable. That is a fun pastime for me so yeah no I mean I guess you know if they, they want me back out there um if they they truly trust the podcast hey like my name's on the screen so give me a call yeah hopefully this is this is what's going to get you on the on the Sixers coaching staff next year so Nick, Nick Nurse should consider yeah. you for an assistant coach spot I completely agree but him coming over from the Raptors former champion mm-hmm. former coach of the year uh he's he's developed a lot of different you know, wing type players, a lot of forwards, a lot of versatility. That's something this Sixers team has lacked. Uh, mm-hmm. It really feels like, you know, Doc Rivers, as, as great as our our stars are with Embiid, see what happens with Harden, but yes, those guys need the ball in their hands. But Phoebe, once you agree yeah. in, a, in a team sport, wouldn't you want like the rest of the team? They got to be engaged. Like even if they don't have the ball, they got to yeah. be moving. They got to be trying on defense. You got to be able to to adjust at times. Feels like Nick Nurse with Toronto. He's had a lot of different roster configurations. Feels like maybe he could get a lot more out of some of these players on the team instead of just focusing only on the top two. No, that's a really good point, too. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I don't know. You only, like, as somebody who isn't, like, knowing every single player on, like, other teams and, like, really keeping up with that stuff, like, those are the big names that I know. Those are the big names that, you know, are driving people to go and like see these games. But like, you're going to only be as strong as like your, like the last person on your bench. I hope that they get some more, like just making everybody, building everybody up instead of just like basing the franchise around like one, two people. Like, cause I mean, I think that's what happened a lot with like the Ben Simmons stuff. Cause it's like, 
they, that was like he was the franchise and then obviously like you know we don't we're not ben simmons fans in this house but like it it's just like okay what do you expect when you put all the pressure on like one to two people so no i mean i ben think simmons, Nick, ben simmons deserves yeah. no sympathy no empathy no empathy no sympathy yeah he just had a lot on his shoulders carrying the whole franchise and then dipping and like i get it like i'm a ben simmons like hater first mentality but like i also am just a hater of most things so i just feel like you got to hate the franchise you have to hate the player and you have to hate the game you know like you just gotta hate them all (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. The Sixers team deserves a lot of hate. I, I completely agree. I completely agree with that. So keeping that in mind, you know, the new coach coming in, going into mm-hmm. next. What's let me let me ask you, what, what's your thoughts on one James Harden? You know, he's, he's going to be a free agent. Um, yeah, I personally am, was not happy with him once again, flaming out in the playoffs. Really seemed like he was playing scared late there, but he's still a player of a high enough stature that you can't let him walk for nothing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you got a new coach in here. Maybe he he can motivate James Harden more uh, to play up to to par up to par in the playoffs. But would you? What what's your thoughts? Do you think the Sixers should go out of the way to keep Harden, give him another chance after all these chances he's already had, or do you think even though we might be regressing on paper by letting him walk, maybe we just need to, like you said, hold some people accountable. Maybe say bye bye to James Harden. What's your thoughts? I got to come out with the big take. You got to let him go. Again, like you, you make a player who is just the face of a franchise and then you have the player like, you know, and like he's, if he's checked out, there's no point in like having Nick have to build him back up from the ground when this guy's already at the top, you know? So how, <laughs> like, what is the, the, the main take of like, are people saying he should stay or should he go? I think it's pretty torn, honestly. I want him to go, uh, but you know, I had Daniel on the other day, um, and I think he was, even though he wasn't happy with Harden, he, he was more of the the perspective that, like I was saying, you can't just let a star walk when we don't have an obvious replacement. Maybe he's more, you know, a new coach can help change the change the vibe. But I think James Harden personally, I think he's had enough chances, not only with the Sixers, but the other teams he's been on. I don't really want him back. I don't think he's good for the culture right now, but... No, it's all about the culture. It is all about the culture. And you would know you're a former culture, collegiate culture spotlight winner. Yeah. And I am a new avid reader of the culture writing column. So come on. (laughs) Yeah. No, you dropped an anti-culture rankings. I was, that was hilarious. Like that was the energy that was needed then. Um, Yeah. Keep that up. Keep Thank that you. Up. Absolutely. So, but yeah. you Harden, let him walk, kind of refocus uh, around Maxi, give Maxi more of a role, and then hope and be just locks in mm-hmm. next playoffs and kind of bounces back from these struggles. That's your take? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think that's just the, the only solution at this point. You know, can't, can't keep watering like a dead plant. So, got to just hard reset. <laughs> I completely agree. James Harden, a dead yes. player. That's a great, that's a great uh, analogy right there. So what's yeah. your thoughts on our MVP, Joel Embiid? You know, he got the much, much deserved regular season MVP. It was a long time coming. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, he was playing injured in the playoffs, but to be fair, you know, he plays hurt a lot and we've seen him play better when playing hurt in the past, but then mm-hmm. the Boston series just didn't quite play up to his, to par. What would, what, what's your outlook on him? You know, he's definitely not, he's definitely still going to be on the team next year. Don't yeah. think I'm going to trade him just yet, but what, what's your outlook on him? You know, he's got a new coach coming in. What, what do you think, what do you think happens now? Yeah, no, that's uh, another good question. I think he is somebody, like, I saw he got the MVP. Um, was very excited about that. I think it's good to have, um, especially, again, like, not just to reemphasize the culture, but, like, that is huge for the culture. Like, if you're playing on a team that has the literal MVP, like, on the court with you, like, every that brings everybody up. So, yeah, no, I think he's only going to grow. I did see some people I know hating on him when he got the um, – MVP but like come on like you want to invest while he's hot so I feel like this is his time it's only going to get better yeah he's going to be injured they're all injured at some point or another but (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna keep fighting that's what he has to do I agree I think he just has to realize that when you're backed into a corner that's where greatness is made Mm -hmm. you're gonna fold like Ben Simmons rise from the ashes and continue to build upon your legacy He's not even 30 years old. Yeah. A lot of ball left to be played. I'm yeah. still a believer in the process himself, Joel Embiid. He is the manifestation of the process. As long as he's on the team, the process continues. This podcast can continue to have its name. Yeah. Uh, I think we're in good hands with Joel. No, I agree. Get him on the podcast. Like, if he's going to embody the name, like, Honestly. come on. Like, oh, yeah. He's got to. Yeah. Joel, if you're seeing this, please, please come on the podcast, please. (laughs) Um, So speaking of, you know, someone like Joel, who's just an awesome player to root for throughout your time watching the Sixers over the past few months, I'm interested. Who's your, who would you be your top three favorite players on the Sixers? Top three favorite. Oh man. Um, I got to give one. Tyrese Maxey like you you know like he's my guy um b-ball Paul always keeps getting out the mud oh yeah (laughs) what did you say Um, he invented the mud just so he could get out of it is that what you said fantastic man invented the mud you know he he is him um no I I love those two I feel like I have to say Joel because like come on like he is MVP so I think those three are my favorite. One of them, I forget who released merch that I wanted to buy. Um, oh, I, I think, think it was Maxi. Oh, there was one. Joel sent me one. Oh, uh, another one of our friends. Um, Collegian did Joel. Joel. Did you call Joel Joel? <laughs> no. I think he did. I'm like, am I allowed to like name drop people? Um, but yeah, no, yes. I'll, I'll find it. Joel, Joel sent me somebody's merch. Because it, it was, I mean, I know Beatball Paul had some, but I want to say Maxie yeah. had something too. I don't know. So if you see me reference, it might have been Beatball Paul's hoodies. It was the hoodie. Okay. Yeah. Well, one of them I need to purchase. Um, Got to get all in. But you, know what you should do, Phoebe. Yeah. You should follow, you should follow Beatball Paul's dog, Draco, on Instagram. I think you'd get a kick out of that account. No, what? I- yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm running to that after yes. this pod. <laughs> But Bebo Paul yeah. a free agent this summer. What do you think? Got it. He has really? to be already uh, uh, He's got to come back. Like, 
I think they need to fight for him because um, he's Doc not River, dead. Doc weight. Rivers didn't fight for him, so hopefully Nick. Well, Nurse- you know, look what happened to him. So right, right. We you gotta, we gotta ca- get get in on this. Like he needs to. Nick Nurse, like, if you see this, man, like, B-Ball Paul is the future. Um, Again, like, he is out of the mud. And then, like, we, I don't know, we need him. We we need him. Completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, So, what's, like, one goal you think the Sixers maybe should have this offseason? Just, just... What's the like one, whether it's it doesn't have to be a, a, a personnel like a free agent sign, just emotionally, uh, psych, um, psychologically, philosophy wise, mm-hmm. any one goal, what would you uh, classify as a goal the Sixers should have? Yeah, huh? Well, I mean, I don't want to say this is like a rebuilding time, but in a way, like this is this needs to be like the rebuilding mentality. Um, so I think at least emotionally, they got to get the team in and like they got to get them ready to just be there for themselves, but also just like being there for each other. So I don't know what that entails from the coaching perspective, but these are amazing players. Like everybody's an amazing player in the in the whole arena. Like they all know what they're doing and they all made it to this point. And that shouldn't be like, oh, we all we're all professional now. Like, no, like this is the time that could keep growing, keep building. So I think I'm getting everybody all in. Um, that should be like priority number one. They just got to keep moving forward. They have to be like a fish, a little goldfish and just forget everything that happened. Because, you yeah. know, that's that's the only way to keep going forward. So, yeah, I think that's a great outlook for sure. I think they. They should definitely try to employ some some goldfish tactics this offseason. Um yeah. so going off that, just in a similar vein, like what would you say? Just, you know, you're kind of a newer Sixers fan. You know, you're only mm-hmm. just starting to to acclimate yourself to the the undying constant pain. But for for yeah. some of us, including myself, who've been who've been going through this for a while, what do you what would you say? Well, I guess even what would you say to me? Like how how do you think I should be? What should be my outlook going into next season? Like after so many consecutive playoff exits, like what should yeah. my outlook on it be? Well, I mean, for you, for all of the like lifelong diehard Sixers, Philly fans out there, like you're invested for a reason, you know, like you are the lifeblood of the team. Like, truly, like, the team is only as good as its fans. It's only as good as the last guy on the bench, whatever. But, like, who's filling up those stadiums? Like, who is going there, getting a little hot dog, enjoying the game? Like, it's people that we need out there to, you know, build that culture off the court, build the hype, um, get people talking about it. I mean, even if things aren't going well, like, people are still talking and like as long as you know people are complaining because they care so it's just like keep caring keep complaining um things will change so yeah I don't know I think just stick with it um it's been how much disappointment what's another year you know (laughs) there you go I mean at this point if I haven't stopped now why would I ever I agree I I think that's the right mindset like as long as we keep holding this mm-hmm. as long as we continue to say like stop sucking please like stop stop doing this every year <laughs> the Sixers is 
you know, there's a lot of teams who lose in the playoffs, but the Sixers find a unique way to do it every time. And I kind of admire them for that, but maybe one year yeah. they can change that up, something to cheer for. Just a couple more things before we head out. Yeah. If you could describe the Sixers experience with one Taylor Swift song, what would it be? <laughs> oh my God. This might be my favorite question of all time. <laughs> Oh man, my my brain is telling me right where you left me this track off of Evermore. Um, <laughs> for people who have not listened to the song, it's just like like I stayed there, like we're staying there. We are like getting disappointed, but that is okay. So yeah, right where you left me, um, that's gotta be it. I think that that's a great answer. I mean, right where you left me every May. Oh yeah. Here we are again. Another second round exit right where you left me. Great. Yeah, exactly. This is why you're on the pod today for gold. Like absolutely. (laughs) Well, Phoebe, before we go, I just need to alert you that, you know, you will be going to Vermont law school next year. You are going to be a great lawyer one day. And you're going to have one client lined up because I'm going to hire you and you're going to help me sue the six for emotional distress as they continue to absolutely fail me every year. And I'm going to read you the three qualifications that it takes to sue for emotional distress. You tell me if you think we can pull this off. Number one, the defendant had a duty to behave reasonably and not behave outrageously or in an extreme manner likely to cause distress. I think the Sixers have an obligation to behave reasonably and not outrageously. I mean, the whole point of competing for the playoffs, competing for the championship is to win. And if they continuously just lose in embarrassing fashion, yeah. I think that's pretty outrageous. That's, no, yeah, that, that right. I'm going to have to say, I agree. Right. Yeah. And then the defendant breached that duty by intentionally or recklessly behaving outrageously. While I guess it would be hard to prove the Sixers are doing this intentionally, to be mm-hmm. fair, our former general manager, Brian Colangelo, he used to tweet on the burner accounts bad things about the team. I know that's a few years back, but he was part of the Sixers. I think you can prove that to be intentional. That kind of was a whole saga. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, by intentionally sitting out, uh, for half for like pretty much a whole season. I think you can prove that's intentional. Yeah. He, James Harden would be a little harder to prove, but I think you could prove that like he intentionally chose to go like party uh before some games instead of like, you know, working hard. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I think you could prove that as well. So and then finally, number three, these actions by the defendant caused you distress and harm. Well, yeah. <laughs> Of course, oh, there you yes, go. they did yeah. as far as me to stress at arm. So I think <laughs> I think we got a great lawsuit lined up three years down the line. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll touch base in three years. Oh, for sure. Um, we'll see if we're still all emotionally just like in the in the mud, literally. Um, yes. And yeah, no, I think we got a case. Yeah, I agree. Now, our case falls through, though, if Nick Nurse, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, they prove that they can overcome this nonsense and maybe this is a new era, but I got to see it to believe it. I got to see it to believe it. So from now we're going to keep that lawsuit in the back of our pockets. So that's such a good point. Yeah. We're, we're good. I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to make us a lot of money. All right, Phoebe, 
Before we go, do you have any closing words? Thank you so much for joining me on the pod today. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, any, like, I don't even know. I am just grateful to be here. I have loved getting onto this Sixers journey. We still, still going, getting the stock up. Um, yeah. Just, just keep watching, keep talking about it. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's all we can do. All right. Thank you, Phoebe. And thank you all for listening today. Make sure to follow Trust the Podcast on Spotify or Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. We got a lot more NBA playoffs and off-season coverage coming up. So stay tuned for that. And other than that, have a great rest of your day. Go Sixers. Yes.